1: Julian Council on Twitter at Julian Council. We're typically on Fridays, but not today. I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So to get your questions in for the next weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked On Panthers, either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council. The Carolina Panthers traveling band decided to head from Columbus, Ohio, down to Tuscaloosa, Alabama to check out Bryce Young at his pro day. And I told y'all on yesterday's show that, okay, David and Nicole Tepper, they were there in Columbus, Ohio. Scott Bitter was there. Dan Morgan was there. Thomas Brown was there. Frank Reich was there. Cole Spencer was there. Who am I missing? Um, Jim Caldwell. There's 11, 11 people in the Carolina Panthers traveling party. And I have no problem with that at all. If anything, they should try to have as many people and opinions as possible, having conversations about who should be the next franchise quarterback because they have to get this right. The Carolina Panthers cannot be in the quarterback wilderness for the next five plus years. They can't do it again. They need to figure it out and get the right guy. So I have no problem with this amount of people traveling to Columbus and then traveling to Tuscaloosa to check out Bryce Young. And I don't know how many are going to go to see Will Levis on Friday, maybe the same amount. And then next week, Anthony Richardson at Florida, I don't care. Get as many thoughts and opinions of these quarterbacks as possible from the people within that organization and then figure out Whose matters the most and what opinion is the one that you really want to go with? And What quarterback do you want here in Carolina? So I don't have a problem with an 11, 12-person brain trust traveling across America to go check out these quarterbacks. That's what the Panthers should be doing. Their due diligence. Now, I told y'all also, don't make too much of the interaction afterwards. With CJ Stroud and the Panthers brass. I know Josh McCown talked about playing a game of horse. and people are saying, Oh, he said, when you live in Charlotte, or when you come to visit, I don't know what it was, but basically he's like, Hey, next time I see you, let's go check out a court. Let's go play horse. Maybe he did say, when you come live in Charlotte, I don't think Josh McCown gave away the Carolina Panthers plans of who they're going to take a quarterback in that little snippet. I would sure hope that before seeing Bryce Young and Will Levis and Anthony Anthony Richardson that the Carolina Panthers have not already made up their mind on who they're going to take. They talked about how when they traded up two weeks ago that they were still going to go through the process and they weren't sure who they wanted, but they had conviction and enough guys to move up to number one overall. I would certainly hope the Panthers would at least go through the pro day process and the top 30 visits before deciding who they want to draft. Now it's possible that It did mean something when Josh McCown said that to CJ Stroud, but it also possible that it meant nothing at all other than, hey, let's go play some horse. And it seems like they have a good relationship. And that's only positive throughout the draft process and potentially beyond if CJ Stroud does indeed get drafted number one overall to come here to be the Carolina Panthers quarterback. But also with that, they had dinner with Stroud and there was that many people with Stroud. So it did not mean that Stroud was going to be the pick. They also had dinner with Bryce Young Wednesday evening after hanging out with C.J. Stroud on Wednesday for his pro day. And Nicole Tepper was photoed hugging Bryce Young right before his pro day on Thursday. Good luck, honey. Hope you crush it. Let's not make too much out of what we see with these pro days and how many people are traveling to one school and who's not traveling to another school. Apparently, Josh McCown is not going to be there in Lexington On Friday, I don't know if he's going to be there next week again at Florida with Anthony Richardson. I don't think you should get too caught up in any of that because you're going to drive yourself insane. We still have five weeks left to go. But what I saw from Bryce Young at his pro day, it's not like anything excited me. It's not like anything really impressed me. It's Bryce Young that I've seen throughout his two years as a starting quarterback at Alabama. The same thing with C.J. Stroud. It's the same thing I've seen in his two years as a starting quarterback at Ohio State. They're good players. They're the top two quarterbacks in my mind in this draft class. Now, for me, I think that Bryce Young is the better player. It's not just the Heisman. It's not just the performances that he had, even in losses last year against LSU on the road and then against Tennessee, where in both situations, he led his team down the field, to either tie the game or put in position to win the football game. And unfortunately, could not prevail late. I think Bryce Young's excellent. The guy's calm. Everything about Bryce Young is smooth. He can throw the football. He is accurate. Maybe not to the level of C.J. Stroud. He shows his leadership by how he conducts himself out on the field. If you watched Alabama last year, and I know it sounds insane, he did not have a ton around him. Yes, four, five stars that just have not turned into that kind of player just yet. Go back to the national championship game when they lost John Mechie to the ACL. Then they lost Jamison Williams also in that game and how bad Alabama's wide receivers were. They didn't really improve through the offseason and throughout the last season. He had Cameron Latu, his tight end, who is some of the Panthers should look at, and he had Jameer Gibbs as running back. That was basically his pass-catching core. Bryce Young carried that team, and it sounds insane to say it, but if you watched Alabama, Bryce Young had to carry those guys to the finish line, even in those losses against LSU and against Tennessee. You watch the Texas game. As poorly officiated as it was in that weird situation in the end zone where it looked like it should have been the safety, Bryce Young's the reason they won that game. Yes, Quinn Ewers getting injured also aided Alabama, but Bryce Young was Alabama last year, and he has been the last two years in that offense, he was tremendous and they talk about just how smart he is. Nick Saban talked about how he's as prepared as the coaches and Daniel Jeremiah really gave some great tidbits and antidotes throughout the broadcast on NFL plus once again paywalled for whatever reason and saying how on Tuesdays typically when the team would get the game plan, but Bryce Young would already have it on Monday. He would already have digested it and offered suggestions leading up to that weekend's game by Tuesday morning. He already knew what he wanted to do. When you watch him maneuver in the pocket and his creativity within the pocket, and being able to play off script, some of the things that we wonder about CJ Stroud until we saw him do it against Georgia, Bryce Young did that consistently his past two years at Alabama. Now, the only question and concern about Bryce Young is his size. 5'10", 204 is what he weighed in at the Combine. Is that even his playing weight? I doubt it. He probably plays somewhere like 195 times, which is concerning. As I mentioned yesterday, I'm 6'1", 208. I am bigger than Bryce Young. Now, he's obviously a stronger player. You watch him going through the SEC and being sacked and getting up and being fine, but also him being able to break those tackles when evading the pocket and having the strength to get away. So he's obviously a stronger player. He's in football shapes. I'm not really all that concerned about it. It's not like with Tua Bailoa. When at Alabama, he had the ankle injury. He had the hip injury. Bryce Young had a shoulder, missed one game. He hasn't had these issues. He's been able to survive. But people talk about his height, and that's the one concern about it. The one thing I loved when I was listening to the NFL Plus broadcast with Daniel Jeremiah, he talked about being in California, where he lives. There was two quarterbacks in that class coming out of high school that everyone was debating about. It was Bryce Young and DJ Uyunglele. Bryce Young was 5'10", small guy. DJ U. 6'5", prototypical kind of guy you want at quarterback. DJU now plays at Oregon State. Bryce Young is now being debated as the number one pick in the NFL draft. Size, traits does not mean everything. Who can play the position better? It's very clear that Bryce Young, to me, based on all the guys I've seen, can play the position of quarterback better. Now, that does not mean the Carolina Panthers are going to take him. But for me, sitting here on March 24th, he's the best guy in the draft and the guy that they should take. And I imagine that our guest Jimmy Stein from Locked On Alabama feels the same. His Twitter name is at Quarterback Country. So I'm imagining he can give us a pretty good breakdown on Bryce Young and some of the other quarterbacks in the NFL draft. But I really want to focus in on what makes Bryce Young special and why he could and should be the number one pick in the NFL draft coming up here in five weeks time. So we'll talk to Jimmy Stein of Locked On Alabama here in just a moment on Locked. On Panthers. But before we do that, the built March madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now's your time to make a count. Go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of built. Not only that, but one special locked on fan will win a 12 month subscription to built to have built best bars or pups delivered monthly straight to your door you gotta try built built the best protein bar ever seriously they're so amazing you won't think they're good for you what makes built bars and pups so special you ask well for starters they are all high in protein low in sugar and covered in 100 real chocolate that's right real chocolate on every single bar and puff run to built March right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. All right, back here on locked on Panthers and as promised, Jimmy Stein at QB underscore country on Twitter. One of the hosts of locked on Alabama here to talk about Bryce young, Jimmy, how you doing, man?
0: Doing great. It's
1: a real busy time of the year covering Alabama sports. You would
0: think when it's not football season, it wouldn't be so busy, but it's hugely busy. Spring practice just started. The pro day, which everyone was interested in. The basketball team has made it to the Sweet 16. Uh, so we're, we're busy. And then to say nothing of the little baseball,
1: softball and gymnastics going on. So uh, pretty busy. Yeah, you, you only have a softball program that's annually competing for national championships, it feels like, and the baseball program's not half right. bad. So n- not a bad time to be an Alabama Crimson Tide fan or anyone who covers the University of Alabama athletics. So let's, let's kind of condense it and let's focus on the football side of it, in particular the draft and Bryce Young, the Heisman Trophy winner in 2021. I told you before coming on here, doing the interview, that I- I'm a big Bryce Young fan. He's the guy who I think the Carolina Panthers should pick at least – right now it could change over the next couple of weeks but for me I don't know if I'm going to change off of that just tell me what makes Bryce Young so special that a team like the Carolina Panthers would be even considering him with the number one overall pick in the NFL draft
0: well you have to know a guy at his size he's such an outlier to be the number one pick not just yeah only over 510 and and 204 manufactured pounds as i heard it recently he's a small he's a small guy so he has to be special to be uh, considered uh, the number 1 pick in the nfl draft at his size but really uh there's so many traits and i love talking about them all but I always start with this julian he it he's got that that undefinable it yeah. you know, the, the, the charisma he showed up that way this is nothing that developed at alabama Bryce Young showed up at Alabama a star. He has carried himself like a star the whole time, even in the one season that he was Mac Jones backup. Uh he has just been uh he just has that it factor. The kids love him. You would think in a situation, you know, this is another interesting thing about Bryce. If you think about it, Julian, he's the very first self made multimillionaire college quarterback. Yeah. He's the first to ever do that. Now, there'll be a lot of others come along, but Bryce is the first. And you would think that would generate a ton of uh, jealousy or locker room issues where the quarterback is making millions of dollars and other players aren't making anything at all or barely anything at all. But Bryce would actually be the most popular player in the locker room. He's extremely popular on the team with the players and the coaches. Everybody loves Bryce. And I think that's amazing when you consider that financially what he's accomplished at Alabama, becoming the first of his kind, again, a self-made multimillionaire that happened when he was in college. When Bryce signed with Alabama, there was no legal NIL, uh, so he didn't sign with Alabama wealthy. He became that way during his Heisman season and this past season. So I, I would start with what makes Bryce special is just the undefinable it. He's got it. Whatever it is and however you define it, he's got it. Everybody likes Bryce uh, from the head coach to the 85th player on the roster to the fans
1: to probably the guy who cleans the building. Uh, everybody loves Bryce Young. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because you you bring up the NIL factor. He was all over the Dr. Pepper commercials this past season, but it was before that Heisman Trophy winning season in 2021, where he signed a massive NIL deal, and folks are like, How is that even possible? This guy's barely even played. Goes on to be the Heisman Trophy winner four months later. So clearly, whoever was giving them those endorsement deals understood the, I guess, the pony for lack of a better term that they were betting on because Bryce Young was that dude that year. Now, let's talk about the traits. Like, wh- what are the traits that Bryce Young has? So we always focus on, you know, height and weight. And that's one of the things people look at a guy like CJ Stroud and Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson, the other top quarterback prospects. And they see that as far as like just the size and the height of them. But what are the traits that Bryce Young has that make him special in a top quarterback prospect?
0: Well, I think what makes him special for the net, for the next level for the NFL is uh two, two things that I think are vitally important when it comes to NFL quarterbacks are third down and the two minute offense. Bryce is a master of the two minute offense. As a matter of fact, even though Alabama lost two games this past season and didn't make the postseason, when Bryce Young was on the field as Alabama's quarterback, he never left the he never left the game without the lead. I mean, the defense, the defense lost the lead, uh, causing Alabama to lose and walk off fashion twice. Bryce never left the field without Alabama ahead uh, at the end. And, and that really defines Bryce and, and who he is. The Texas game, game two of this season, where it's a minute and a half. You got to go probably 60, 65 yards to get in field goal range. And the offense had struggled all day. He had brand new receivers. Everything was new. It was crazy hot that day. Uh, but when Alabama got the ball back with a minute and a half to go and 65 yards to win or lose the game, you knew Bryce Young was going to win it. Everyone in the stadium knew it. I think Texas knew it. Bryce yeah. was going to win the game. He And, and it, it, the NFL, I think it's vital that, that you're good on third down and that you're good in two-minute Bryce excels in in, in those areas, and I think that in and of itself makes him a fantastic NFL prospect.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And I looked at Alabama this past year. I know it's kind of crazy to say. It felt like he carried that team. The year before we had John Mechie, who's, of course, going through a battle of cancer. I think the last time it was actually some good news there, but John Mechie was outstanding, a thousand-yard receiver multiple times at Alabama. Then Jamison Williams was outstanding as well during that season where they lost to Georgia in an national championship. Then you go to last year, you look at it, I mean Jameer Gibbs, the Georgia Tech transfer was one of his top receivers. I think he might have been statistically his top receiver uh, of the of the year. And then Cameron Latu, the tight end, he was fantastic. But you never really saw some of the receivers, especially the guys that transferred in, like Jermaine Burton, who kind of had a kind of a rough pro day, if we saw today, like the deep balls. That was that was Burton on those. So people got a little bit of a glimpse of what Bryce Young was dealing with uh, this past season, but Burton never really stepped up. The Louisville transfer kind of was injured. And then I mean JoJo Earl was okay, but he didn't have That much around them. I get it. It's Bama. They're four and five stars. No one's going to weep for Bryce Young. But he carried him. And you're so right. Because that Tennessee game, he had them down there for the game-winning field goal, which ended ended up not working out. Tennessee wins that game. LSU, he gets them to overtime. Texas, Bama was awful that day. The 15 penalties. I mean, Will Anderson probably had one of the worst games he's had as an Alabama Crimson Tide player. But yet, Bryce Young found a way. And that's why I love him so much. Like, can you just go into more detail of just, like, kind of what Bryce Young had to do to basically get Bama to even winning 11 games and being Sugar Bowl champions? Uh,
0: He really had to do it all on offense. It was a a very odd year for Alabama offensively based on how they had been in previous seasons. Jeff, You you went from a situation where uh, while Matt Jones was there, Alabama had Devontae Smith, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, and Jalen Waddell all at once. (laughs) All at once. absurd. And then, then they all cycle out. And while Alabama has done pretty well in recruiting, even when you sign the top players in the country, they're, they're not always going to pan out. Uh, I think it was a real transitional year for Alabama. Wide receiver where the most gifted kids in the room, were true freshmen. And then you had a couple of older kids that were okay. I mean, you mentioned Jermaine Burton. He's, he's okay. Uh, Ja'Cory Brooks is okay. Uh, but Bryce really had to do it on his own. Uh, the, the run game was... Uh, Pretty spectacular in terms of making the big play, but Jameer Gibbs, who may be the second running back taken in this draft, Jameer Gibbs is real special as a receiver, but he's not a real special back in terms of keeping the chains moving. You know, uh, uh, I I think one thing about Jameer is, you know, he can have, you know, nine runs in a row uh, of of four yards or less, and then the 10th run is a 70-yard touchdown, and his average looks spectacular, but it's not the type of running back that just keeps the chains moving. Uh, and, and that way, uh, it was really on Bryce. And, and then he hurt his shoulder, uh, and it was a significant injury. Uh, I don't think it's specifically related to his size or durability. He he had sprained his AC joint. He was trying to get out of bounds with the ball to stop the clock and extended his arm and landed funny on the ground with his arm extended holding the ball and sprained his AC joint. Uh, that was against Arkansas. He had to leave that game and then he couldn't play the next week.
1: Yeah so, he missed,
0: yeah, so he missed one and a half games. That's exactly right. He came back the following week for Tennessee, and the offense scored 50 points and, 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 and nearly won in a difficult situation in Knoxville. Uh, amazing that Bryce could score 50 points, particularly when you consider Julian, he didn't even practice with the team that week. He had no practice at all. He just went out there on Saturday and scored 50 against Tennessee. That that That's Bryce Young. Uh, And and so much of what Alabama accomplished on offense, they were the fourth highest scoring offense, but really only Bryce as an offensive skill player was an exceptional player. Gibbs is an exceptional receiver out of the backfield. Uh, But beyond that, uh, Mm -hmm. Alabama didn't have much beyond Bryce and and still came within two plays short of, uh, of getting to the playoff again and and really those those plays that that Alabama was short on was really more the defense than uh, than Bryce on the offense.
1: Yeah, I know people are probably rolling their eyes hearing that Alabama did not have much, but if you actually paid attention and really looked closely and watched Bama this past year, it it really wasn't. It was it was like you mentioned, it was Bryce and Jameer Gibbs kind of doing running the whole show all season long. And I, I love Gibbs, probably going to be translating as a third uh, third down back more so right. once he gets to the NFL. But he's a tremendous player. I liked him at Georgia Tech and was happy to see him have success at Bama this past year. But the main question that people have about Bryce Young is his size and stature. Now he weighed in at 204, he's 5'10". I doubt that his playing size is actually 204 pounds. It's probably something around 195. Yet, you mentioned the only time he was ever injured at Alabama was that game against Arkansas, then he misses the A&M game, and he comes back against Tennessee, and it was his throwing shoulder. And it looked like there was no issue at all putting up as many points as they put up in that loss to Tennessee. So I just wonder, like, is this overblown? Because you look at Tua, if it was like with Tua tonga who I really appreciated Alabama, and I still hope he works out with Miami, Tua had the typewriter surgery right before the SEC title game that cost him, like, the last two games I think of the season and then got re-injured in that Georgia game where Jalen Hurts came and saved the day. He had the hip issue right before leaving Alabama. So he had some serious, especially the hip. He had some serious injuries. That has not been the case of Bryce Young. Like is this overblown, especially for a guy who played in the SEC, the most physical league in college football?
0: It, it, it is and it is, and I'll tell you what is overblown, specifically as to Bryce. Bryce did not miss any time at Alabama related to his size. Again, the the game and a half that he missed was an AC joint sprain that could have happened to anyone uh, the way that that, that that play went down. What people have to take into consideration is this. When Bryce, in his first year as a starter, when he won the Heisman Trophy, Julian, he was sacked 42 times. Forty-two times. It, it was not a typical Alabama offensive line. Bryce played behind the year he won the Heisman Trophy. Sacked forty-two times by SEC defenders. That's a lot. He didn't miss a sing. Not only did he not miss a game, he didn't miss a single snap, even though he was sacked forty-two times. So this is a pretty durable guy. He was sacked over twenty times. The offensive line was much improved. Uh, this past season he was quote only sacked around 20 times his uh, his junior season that's a lot for alabama that is a lot for alabama but but bryce popped up every time other than the ac joint thing and that wasn't even really a sack he was just trying to make a play with his feet there Uh, so bryce has shown no signs at alabama that durability is an issue however let's be honest i mean i i think everyone at alabama uh, realizes that no one bryce's size has ever been a, a truly successful quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, uh, I think it's legit concerns about his size and 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 whether he can take the hits. But again, uh, we're pretty proud, uh, not just at, at Alabama of what he faces on the practice field, but in the SEC. Every year, there are more players drafted out of the SEC than any other conference. Who do we think Bryce is going to be playing against in the NFL? These same guys he's been playing against. These past two years, the SEC is also not known for having small, shorter, slow players. Uh, I I think Bryce has proven that he can play at this level by his production in the SEC the last two years. He's going to be playing largely against these same guys uh, that are similarly sized. Sure, better players, more polished, professional players. But the SEC, like I said, it's not particularly known for having short, slow guys.
1: Yeah, and that's Uh, true. I I, I think he proved himself at Alabama. I really feel uh, he proves himself to, enough for me, especially when you look at I mean, two is a little bit, a little bit thicker, a little bit stronger, but had more injuries. And you look at it too. Like it's not to fault that somebody fell on his ankle and pulled him down that way. Same thing with him. It's not his fault that someone pulled his hip out of his socket. Like, that's just the nature of this violent game that we know and love as football. So, it happens, and we'll see. 17 games, obviously, the guys in the NFL are bigger, faster, stronger than even the dudes he's facing in the SEC. Because not everybody on Mississippi State's defense is going to the NFL, if even one or two. So, I, I know it's going to be a little bit of a, a step-up and challenge level, but if you're going to translate from the SEC to the NFL, like, that's probably the smoothest of any sort of. Kind of tr- transitions from the from college to the NFL. Now, let me ask you this too, because Bryce Young's dad, Robert Griffin III, actually posted this like recently on Twitter on Thursday afternoon. A, a kind of a conversation that he had with Bryce Young, both of them, of course, Heisman Trophy winners. But Bryce Young's dad is a psychologist. And Bryce talked about just kind of the the relationship that he had with him. And everything I ever hear about Bryce Young is how prepared he is, how calm he is. And he's a Southern California kid. So it's not really that surprising that he has a calm demeanor because that's what you think of when you think about some guys from California, that whole Cali cool. How do you think that's helped him as far as having a father with that kind of background be able to play the position of quarterback and be able to maintain and handle the pressure situations of playing in the SEC at Alabama?
0: I think his uh, remarkable poise, he's just a remarkably poised player and a remarkably poised kid, uh, very mature. And uh, along those lines, a lot of people don't don't know, you know, Bryce majored in psychology at Alabama. I don't recall ever having uh, a quarterback uh, do that at Alabama or even one of the stars on the team, but he was a psychology major following in his dad's uh, footsteps. Uh, I don't think there's any question that it is uh, shaped uh, kind of who he is in how he plays. And he is always, always the calmest person in the stadium. Certainly more calm than the fans are. Uh, <laughs> he, he, is, he is a remarkably poised kid at all times. And uh, I, I'm sure his parents, particularly his dad, Craig, have, have had a lot to do with that, as well as his uh, education. It's something he obviously uh, believes in and takes a lot of pride in. Uh, And that, that's, that's why he signed up. I'm sure he's probably the only football player of the 85 that marches into that particular school building uh, every morning.
1: Yeah. A couple more things here for you too. on Bryce Young. And we spent, it's been extremely positive because I I do like the guy, but we have to do kind of look at what are the weaknesses that he has? Everyone's going to say he's too small. And I hate when people say that because they never add anything to it. It's like, Oh, he's too small. It's like the Ohio state quarterback thing's like, Oh, we can't take an Ohio state quarterback. It's like, why so you can't give me an answer to why you're repeating some lazy trope you got off of social media? So, outside of his height and the fact that no one in the NFL has ever been his size and had success, what are the weaknesses that Bryce Young has in his game that could prohibit him from being a high level player in the NFL? Uh,
0: I think sometimes
1: uh, he can be inaccurate on the deep ball. We saw a little
0: bit today in pro day, not 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 terrible, but he can be inaccurate with the deep ball. It seems like both seasons that he was the starter at Alabama, it took a couple of games for him to develop chemistry with the wide receivers. For instance, in September of his Heisman season, uh, there, there weren't a lot of deep ball connections between him and, you know, star receivers, even like Jamison Williams and John Mechie that you mentioned earlier, it kind of took a while for it to get going. Then once it got going, he hardly ever missed. Now uh, this past season, He never really developed any particular chemistry with any one guy. That's why Jameer Gibbs, the running back, uh, caught the second most balls for the second most yards of any eligible receiver in Alabama. Uh, So I think accuracy on the deep ball is something that he'll always have to work on. His arm strength is not what I would call impressive at the NFL level. No one's ever going to accuse Bryce of being one of those guys that, throws the ball through the car wash and, and, and the ball doesn't get wet. He, he's not one of those guys. His accuracy and ball placement, uh, his anticipation, those skills are all A+. Plus. But in terms of big-time velocity or humming a 45-yard out, uh, I don't think those are the things you'll see from Bryce. He's also very smart about realizing what he can do and what he can't do. And he doesn't make too many de- decisions that sort of highlight his deficiencies One more thing he does that's a little frustrating, and apparently this is by design he's been doing for a long time, he's very athletic. He's super athletic. I think he's more athletic than people know, but he does not like to run the football. He says as a very young quarterback he didn't want to be labeled as the athletic quarterback. So he would force himself to remain in the pocket or remain an eligible passer and just not use, use his legs. Uh, he wanted to be known as a passer, a thrower, and it's kind of almost created this habit where at Alabama, I cannot tell you how many times, and from the stands, the fans are yelling, run, run, because he's got some open grass in front of him and there's 10 yards for him to take or 15 yards for him to take, and he just doesn't. He, he wants to hang back there and make the play with his arm. And he kind of gives up a few plays that he could have made with his legs. That's a little frustrating, but it's something he's kind of drilled into his head. I don't know whether it's a bad habit now or if he's actually smart trying to save himself and save himself from the big hits. But he doesn't run as much as he could or should because he really is a remarkable athlete with his with his feet.
1: Yeah, it could be twofold. I mean, it's obviously probably trying to protect his body. Uh, but also the fact that, I mean, it's kind of a good trait instead of, putting your head down, but keeping your head up and trying to find the play. And, and you go back to his Heisman Trophy speech. He, he did, I think, mention just like, you know, the challenges of being a black quarterback. And I think that probably got into his head. That's probably why he does not want to be labeled as a runner, especially at his size to where maybe we're not talking about him as a player. who could be taken number one overall had he had more of a, I, I don't know, a background of being known as a running quarterback, along with a guy who can win from the pocket. Uh, last one for you. You look at Bam the last couple of years. They're starting to become a quarterback factory. You had Jalen Hurts. I know he played his last year at Oklahoma. He has an Alabama degree. I'm always going to look at him as an Alabama guy then an Oklahoma guy. You have Jalen Hurts. You got Mac Jones in that one season where they go win a national championship. It's honestly funny because like of the guys they've had, that's Mac Jones is the one who won a national championship. And Tua as well. You got Tua below who's been awesome. And then you have Bryce Young. Hurts blew up this past year. Tremendous game in the Super Bowl and in a losing effort. Mac Jones, Pro Bowlers first year, kind of took a step back this past season. Tua uh, got to the playoffs, concussion stuff, but he's been a good enough player, has to take that next step this upcoming season. When you look at Bryce and you compare him to those three other Alabama players that are now in the pros, how does he compare as far as talent wise and of potentially translating to the NFL and kind of success level that you could? realistically see from him compared to what Mack and Tua and Jalen Hurts have so far accomplished in their young careers
0: I I think he's unquestionably better I mean and I say that in all serious as good as those guys are were and still are uh, Bryce could be should be better than all of them he was at Alabama I think Bryce Young is the best quarterback that's ever played at Alabama going even beyond that impressive list of names, Joe Namath, Kenny Stabler, wow. all, all the names in Alabama history. I think Bryce is the best quarterback that's ever played at Alabama. I, I think all of the positive traits, he, he's got Jalen Hurts' poise, you know, Jalen Hurts' uh, uh, uh blood pressure that do- doesn't move, you know, his pulse. He gets that from, from Jalen. He's a talented passer like Tua. Uh, he is... Extremely a well-prepared professional like Mac Jones. He almost takes the best traits of all those guys. And 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 is and that's why I think he's better than all of them. He's got all of their best traits. Uh he just has to stay healthy. And at Alabama, he, he largely did. But uh, but yeah, I think Bryce is better uh than Jalen Tua or Mac when he was at Alabama, and I expect him to be a better pro than all of them.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's that's high praise. Best quarterback in Alabama history. Yeah. According to Jimmy Stein, that's that's, right. that's high praise. I, I love watching him. I mean, yeah, I mean, two. I thought was the best one I had seen, at least, you know, since Saban got there. It's hard. To, it's hard to argue against that, honestly, looking at it. Uh, maybe not the most accomplished. That's probably A.J. McCarron. But he certainly was not the most uh, talented of the yeah. guys that Saban's had, especially over the last five six years where finally it looks like alabama's gotten all the first round quarterbacks when for a while there nick was just winning with the McElroys of right of, of college football but hey that's all he needed now he's got the the top echelon guys so really cool but jimmy really appreciate appreciate you coming on the show guys follow him on twitter at quarter at qb underscore uh, country so at qb underscore country on twitter jimmy stein he is the host of lockdown alabama one of the hosts he also does some radio down there in Tuscaloosa is it tied 99.1 is that still the fn station you got down there <laughs> that, is, that that that's
0: one of the uh that that's one of the the, the state I'm, I'm on that show uh every thursday at uh two o'clock 99 uh, five in uh in mobile and uh and then the podcast the locked on bama podcast with luke robinson and also work for uh for on three sports at uh bamainsider.com
1: yeah, there we go. Check him out. Jimmy does a great job. Great breakdown of Bryce Young. And I know it's probably been some of the Bryce Young love fuss, but y'all know how I feel about Bryce Young. And he's a Bama guy. So what were you expecting? But a lot of a lot of good stuff on the strengths and weaknesses and what makes Bryce Young one of the top quarterback prospects in the NFL draft. We'll take a quick pause and come right back here and wrap up the show here on Locked on Panthers. The tournament is heating up, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Good conversation there with Jimmy Stein of Locked On Alabama, where we, we went over a lot of Bryce Young's strengths. And I understand, yes, it was basically... Me just loving on Bryce Young because I think he's a tremendous player, and that's the guy who I'd love for Carolina to take. Now, again, if they take CJ Stroud, I will also be happy. Will I be just as happy? Honestly, probably not. But I love CJ Stroud, but not as much as I love Bryce Young. I think Stroud could be a tremendous player here, especially if we get the same guy that played on New Year's Eve against Georgia. That dude was awesome, and that's the dude I would love to have here in Carolina. I would also love to have Bryce Young here in Carolina. Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, I'll accept it. I'll root for them, and I'll just say it's a crapshoot, and we'll see what happens. And even with Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, the presumptive top two quarterbacks, it's still a crapshoot. We have no idea how it's going to work out. There's probably less questions with Stroud than there are with Young because of Young's size, and as Jimmy brought up, uh, the fact that he doesn't have the greatest of deep ball accuracy, and we certainly saw that in the pro day and also he does not have that pure talent as far as his arm goes his arm strength goes but like cj stroud like natural throw of the ball calm guy just like bryce they're both from california they grew up together i mean they grew up in the same area they've been working out together they're good friends are me rooting for each other so stroud i'll take him too man because it's not like he didn't come from a program but there's a ton of expectations as well and you got to go out there and make things happen i just when i watched bama last year it was just more impressive in a way because bryce young was having to carry that offense. And again, I encourage you for anyone rolling their eyes, being like, Oh, that's BS. Bam. Oh, had the best play. How about you go watch the games and just look around and see what he's dealing with. And I mean, compare that to what CJ Stroud was dealing with last year at Ohio state with his best receiver going to the season, barely even playing in Jackson Smith and Jigba. Who's going to be a first round pick by the way. So Stroud tremendous player, great player could be number one pick should be number one pick in some people's opinion. I, I, I don't really disagree all that much. I have no problem with that being the case. I just think Bryce Young last year was a little bit more impressive just based off of what he had to do to even put Alabama in those situations to win at Texas, to be able to go to overtime at LSU, to be in position to beat Tennessee in a ruckus environment in Knoxville on that Saturday afternoon. Fantastic player. But there are questions. And I I do have my concerns too about, you know, the weight and what he's actually going to play at. Because, he, again, he's shorter than me, and he's lighter than me in terms of pounds. And he's going to, of course, be stronger because he trains for football, and I don't train for football. I might go work out, but I don't have the, the same kind of regimen that Bryce Young or any of these athletes have. So I like Bryce. There are concerns, reasonable, valid concerns about him. But Jimmy said, best quarterback in Alabama history. And if that's the case, it's hard for me to think that that guy can fail at the NFL. There's reasons why he would fail but I don't know if he will fail, but we'll find out down the road, whether it's here in Carolina or somewhere else in the NFL. All right. It's going to wrap up this edition of the On Panthers podcast, a part of the On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And follow me on Twitter at JulianCouncil.com where typically on Fridays, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me to get your weekly Friday mailbag questions in for our next weekly Friday mailbag here on locked on Panthers coming up on Monday. Cause today will Levis over at Kentucky is going to have his pro day and the Carolina Panthers traveling circus will also be there. Will Nicole Tepper give him a hug as well. Should we read into it? Probably not. But maybe you will. We'll see how, how it works out. But going to talk to Lance Daw of locked on Kentucky, for monday's episode to get his thoughts on will levis and what makes him special why he's considered a top pick and also why was 2022 not like 2021 for the quarterback there at kentucky so that coming up on monday's episode of locked on panthers in the meantime be safe be happy be whole as always keep pounding and i'll talk to y'all on monday